Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the three keys to recovering at a faster pace. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Healing after a hard workout and recovering from an overtraining injury or any running injury, well, they're basically all the same process. The problem with injured runners is that we think the process is different when we get injured. Recovering after mile repeats and doing long runs is second nature. We don't have to plan it. We don't have to ask for help. We work out to the point of pain, suffering, and mild tissue damage. We recover. We heal. We're stronger as a result of that day-by-day tissue damage and tissue repair process. We don't have to design a daily recovery plan or create a schedule around it. Short-term recovery is just second nature like eating or sleeping. It just happens automatically. But when a runner gets an overtraining injury, everything goes sideways. We become confused about what's happened and we start to confuse ourselves about what should happen next. We get off course. We forget the basics. And basically, all of that self-induced confusion delays our recovery, hampers our healing, and keeps us from getting back to running as quickly as possible. This year, I published a new book called The Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal. The entire idea behind that book was to simply help injured runners look at the ways you can apply what you learn from running and recognize new opportunities for healing faster. It just blows me away when I talk to smart, educated, highly experienced runners who seem to have forgotten everything they learned in training, everything they learned about healing when they're trying to figure out how to heal their running injury and get back to running. In the simplest sense, after many years of working with injured runners, I can tell you that there are three things runners do to heal faster and get back to running and training without re-injury faster than runners who keep getting injured over and over. Track protect and strengthen. Now, the first thing is to track. You know, Every day I talk to an injured runner on the phone or over a webcam, they'll tell me what they don't know and they don't even realize they don't know those things. Most runners are really not tracking what exercises they're doing during the recovery, what it feels like when they do those exercises and what it feels like the day after they do those exercises. Most runners can't tell me how much pain they had two days ago. Most injured runners aren't tracking their pain. Most recovering runners aren't tracking their swelling or their bruising or their pain or anything else. Although it probably sounds like an oversimplification, it really seems like most of the injured runners who actually call me for a consultation are just sticking your heads in the sand instead of looking for clues about what to do differently. Let's face it, if you have a terrible long run or a speed session where you just can't seem to maintain your speed and stay on pace, you would almost certainly make some kind of change in your training schedule or your training plan immediately. The reason you would make that change in your plan is because you've been tracking your goals, monitoring your progress, and then you see something take a dip. You see that change because you've been measuring things. Anything you measure changes. If you keep track of your pace and your heart rate and your perceived exertion when you're training, you will know what you need to change and when you need to change something because you can see something change because you've been tracking it. Pain, swelling, and bruising are all things you should be tracking and measuring when you're recovering from a true overtraining injury. 
I created a single page PDF pain journal that you can use and you can get it. You can print it out. It's free. It's one of the worksheets that's included with the runner's rapid recovery journal. Now, that is a crucial tool for any injured runner. It'll be in the show notes at docontherun.com under the podcast tab, and you can go get it for free and start using it today. All of the runners who are actually recovering and healing quickly are paying close attention. They're tracking everything. They're making changes when they need to make changes. And that really does help them get back to running and training faster. And I believe with a much lower risk of re-injury. So that's the first thing. You need to start tracking your progress and know what to look for today. The second thing is protect. Now, I was on a webcam call yesterday with a recovering runner. He's had a serious injury, and right now he's using a fracture walking boot. The fracture walking boot is protecting his injured foot. If you've ever worn a fracture walking boot, you know it feels like you're injured, and it feels like you're protecting the injury. But during our webcam call, he said that he's been having pain when he was doing long walks or hikes in the fracture walking boot. Now, if you have an injury and you feel pain in the injured area, you're not really sufficiently protecting that injury. You're stressing the injured tissue enough that you're getting pain. You don't have to be a doctor to figure out that if you're stressing the injured tissue, it's going to take longer for it to heal. I believe it is true that most runners do not need to wear a fracture walking boot for four weeks, six weeks, 10 weeks, or 12 weeks. I lecture at medical conferences several times a year where I tell doctors in the audience most runners don't need to wear fracture walking boots nearly as long as most doctors are likely telling patients. That's my opinion. That is what I teach to doctors. But at the same time, it is also true that any healing tissue has to be protected sufficiently if it's going to heal as quickly as possible. Maybe you need a cast. I doubt it, but maybe you need one. Maybe you need crutches for a very, very short period of time. Maybe you need a slight modification to the inserts in your running shoes. Maybe you need to add an arch support. Maybe you need to run on a different side of the street. But all of these things I just mentioned are slight modification or ways to decrease stress to specific tissues when you're recovering from an overtraining injury. And the amount of modification that you need in order to decrease the stress to your healing tissue literally could be as little as a small amount of felt material applied to the insert inside your running shoe, or it could be as drastic as using a cast and crutches. The point is, we need to make sure that you understand exactly how much protection the tissue needs to continue healing so you can get back to running. And the last thing is to strengthen. Now, this may sound simple, but you need to get stronger if you want to be stronger. All athletes understand this idea, but when I talk to injured runners, injured athletes who are recovering and they want to continue to get stronger, things seem to go sideways. All athletes like to get stronger and hate to get weaker. Overwhelmingly, when I do webcam consultations with runners, they will ask me whether or not they should try to do exercises to strengthen that injured healing tissue. Damaged healing tissue cannot be strengthened until it heals. Now, I'm not talking about strengthening the injured tissue here. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about strengthening everything else that can support and protect that healing injury so it can continue to heal as you increase activity and resume full training. If you get a metatarsal stress fracture and you stop training, you stop working out altogether, you're going to get weaker everywhere. 
there's an enormous amount of there's an enormous amount of evidence in the medical literature that if you get injured, your chances of getting another overtraining injury later start to skyrocket. If your entire body is weaker and less coordinated, you will load other structures in your foot at higher peak forces that put them at risk of overtraining injuries. So first and foremost, you need to maintain your strength and fitness as much as possible when you are injured. You need to strengthen everything else in your body that can support and protect that one injured part. When you resume running, you need to make sure that the other 99% of your body that is not injured is actually getting stronger and is as strong as it possibly can be. That means you need to start strengthening and working out as much as possible right now without putting undue stress on the healing tissue in your foot or ankle. The bottom line here is you need to figure out how to track, protect, and strengthen right now. It's not going to happen automatically. It's not going to happen without a plan. You either need to talk to an expert who can create a plan for you, or you need to come up with a plan yourself. Go to the show notes for this episode and just check out the rapid rec- go to the show notes for this episode and just check out the runner's rapid recovery journal right now it's available online for a, a digital download version it's at a discount but even if you don't buy it just looking at the description looking at the layout of it in the show notes that's going to help you understand what you really need to do to track protect and strengthen your healing running body right now so you can get back to running as quickly as possible If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.